God says, you know, is it you who uh, leads the various animals out or who sustains the the mm-hmm. ocean? Um, is it by your understanding that the hawk soars? And he asks all, all these mm-hmm. questions, of course, to make Job feel about this big. Um, Where were and you I think, when I laid the foundation? Right, of the yeah. Earth. And I think mm-hmm. that's what this song does for me. It makes me feel tiny in the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a like good those verses it. kind of kind of put you down. They do. <laughs> but not they do. but not in like a, you know, like mm-hmm. a shame or anything. Right. But like they put you down properly to where when the chorus comes, it, it You're really, looking it at is, the right thing. Yes, you are looking <laughs> at the right thing. Your focus is where it needs to be. And in the right way too. Welcome to Sing the Word, a podcast that explores and promotes gospel-centered, biblically-rich congregational songs for the church. This is Nathan Murfin. Joshua Roberts. <laughs> Rachel Nothnagel. Saying less words this time. And we're going to go over another hymn today, uh, one that we are super pumped to talk about. Um, personally, one of my favorite songs to uh, not only lead uh, as a worship leader, but to sing it in general, um, Behold Our God, a uh, song uh, through Sovereign Grace Ministries, but by Jonathan Baird, is that what we're going to say? Yeah, Megan sure. Baird, Ryan Baird, and Stephen Alt- Altrog. 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 I don't know. I don't know either. But hey, we're going to talk about it, and we're really excited. Josh, how about you open us up with verse one and chorus? I can do that. Before I do that, though, I want you to know. Oh, boy. Um, I have never led this song. What? I, lo- I know, right? I love this song. Confession's but, good for the soul. But I never got, um, I, I, I've i just started at a new church, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. And I never got it into the rotation um, at my old church. And it just hasn't been something that I'm ready to introduce at the new one, too. Because gotcha. it, it takes a little bit of of teaching to a, a group because of especially because of the bridge you know you've got to yeah. work that out yeah that so. is always a kind of a still an awkward moment in our church like yeah. are the ladies singing this part <laughs> we don't do this song at our church either but i do love it i love it today. and i yeah. love singing uh, worshiping with it it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's um anyways i'll i'll start with the the verse as i was told who has held the oceans in his hands who has numbered every grain of sand Kings and nations tremble at his voice. All creation rises to rejoice. Behold our God, seated on his throne. Come, let us adore him. Behold our king. Nothing can compare. Come, let us adore him. Who has given counsel to the Lord? Who can question any of his words? Who can teach the one who knows all things? Who can fathom all his wondrous deeds? Behold our God, seated on his throne. Come, let us adore him. Behold our king, nothing can compare. Come, let us adore him. Who has felt the nails upon his hands, bearing all the guilt of sinful man? God eternal, humbled to the grave, Jesus, Savior, risen now to reign. Behold our God, seated on his throne. Come, let us adore him. Behold our king, nothing can compare Come, let us adore him in the tag. Okay, now we need bridge. to say the bridge together and oh, let Rachel. You will reign forever. Let Jack 
<laughs> I don't want to do it. She's not wanting to do it. <laughs> you will reign forever, and then the women's supposed to repeat, let your glory We can sing it later. It's yes, fine. yes. That's, oh, man, such a good song. Man, I, I I guess I would have maybe waited a little bit. I didn't know you guys hadn't done this. Oh one no, I'm I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Um I just <clears throat> needed to to get that right off my time. chest. Yeah, I just needed to get that off my chest. Confession's good for the soul. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk uh, a little bit about the history of the song. Um actually Bob Coughlin he he made an article earlier this year talking about uh, this song because they did a fresh recording of it, and um, he he thought, well, maybe people ought to rehear the story behind the song again. So I'll just cover this in broad strokes. So back in um, what was it, 2010? Yeah. So the Sovereign Grace um, songwriters had a retreat, um, just like a lot of groups do um, every year. Um, Ryan, Jonathan, Megan, and Stephen kind of played around with this song. At first, uh, the feedback they received from the whole group was, quote, seems too ordinary at this point. Work on fresh and creative ways of saying these things. And then Bob, so end quote, and then Bob keeps going in this article, says, apparently God didn't think it was too ordinary because 12 years later, Behold Our God has been translated into over 15 languages and is one of the most well-known and widely sung songs Sovereign Grace Music has ever recorded. Amen. That's awesome. That is very cool. Um, so yeah, going on, they they struggled. Ryan and 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 Jonathan and Megan and Stephen kind of struggled figuring out ideas to better express the song. Um, Stephen mentioned how he uh, had been meditating on Isaiah forty, specifically verses twelve through fourteen. It's talking about God um, measuring the waters in the hollow of His hands and marking off the heavens. Um, the measuring the dust of the earth, weighing the mountains and scales, who has measured the spirit of the Lord, whom did he consult, who made him understand, who taught him the path of justice, knowledge, understanding. So all of those themes that we hear in Isaiah 40, um, and I'm sure that was one, one of the verses we were probably going to um, read later, so mm. I'll, we'll just leave it there. And they, from that, they got the first two verses, um, who has held the oceans in his hands, so on, and the who has given counsel to the Lord. They got those, and then they wrote the Behold Our God uh, chorus. Um, Still wasn't one that Sovereign Grace preferred, but they did add it to their 2011 Risen album. Um, But was it Stephen or the the Bairds took it back to their church, and their church loved it, even though it maybe wasn't quite up to par with where the songwriters of the day wanted it. But their church loved it and started singing it. And then they added that verse three. Um, and they sang it at a conference with um, let's see here. A guy named, yeah, here's another quote from the article. And we'll we'll include this article in the in the in the notes for this episode. After leading the song at a conference, Bruce Ware, um, one of the speakers, came up and thanked them for writing the song. Um what I'm about to refer to is the verse three. Originally, the lyrics said something akin to who has felt the nails upon his hands, bearing all the shame of sinful man. Um, going back to the article, he, Bruce Ware, then suggested they change the word shame to guilt. He thought it would draw attention to the fact 
<clears throat> that our problem before God isn't simply shame, which can minimize our sinfulness, but actually guilt. Um, the songwriters agreed, and the song had reached its final form. And then there you go. That's what we have today. Uh, that's kind of the backstory of how the song developed. And um, yeah. yeah, you know, there's two different things in here that say the first one said that it's been translated into 15 languages. And then later on in the article, it says 19 languages. And maybe <laughs> I'm just not reading correctly. But but the fact that they've translated into 19 languages is an awesome feat or even 15 um, mm-hmm. It shows how how powerful it, it really is. You know, those songs that stand the test of time, um, some of the old culture hymns, and, they, mm-hmm. they've been translated into these, these you know, mm-hmm. this many languages and stuff. But um, that's kind of actually Sovereign Grace's main ministry now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not focused as much on writing songs as they are writing songs, um, rewriting their songs into other languages for these uh, specifically Hispanic, um, mm-hmm. sometimes the language, um, the translation is real dry, and they're trying to make it more poetic. Um, mm. They so. are making that album based off of J.I. Packer's book, yes. Knowing God. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really pumped. excited yeah, about are. that because I love that book. <laughs> yeah. Aside, you know, with going along with what you just said, Rachel, uh, with Sovereign Grace writing uh, more songs centered around Knowing God, with the Getty hymn writing team mm-hmm. and Matt Matt's Papa and Boswell's. <laughs> All the mats. All the mats. Their new album with uh, Jordan Coughlin's going to be doing a new album, I think they talked yeah, about. City Light. I think the church is in good hands for years to come. Yeah. I'm just going to. We'll have some good songs. I'm just going to leave that there. But one thing before we get to the text I love about this song is how the melody of the chorus um, lifts us in a, in a worshipful sense, it makes us look upward to God. We're, we're literally saying, "Behold our God," Behold as we climb. Our yep. God seated on His throne, come let us adore Him, and then it keeps God, going. Man. Behold our Higher. King, nothing can compare. Come let us adore Him. Yeah, I just the the craft of that of that melody is so powerful. Reminds me a little bit of Holy, 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 Holy. Yes. Uh-huh. It, it keeps going up. It keeps going, and keeps up. going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very creative. It's powerful. Every time you get to that chorus, it's just. One of my favorite moments in a worship song, um, mm-hmm. leading it, participating. It's always this song a joy. reminds me of Job, like the last few mm-hmm. um, chapters of Job, and how God is responding to Job's many chapters of mm-hmm. complaining and and all the things he goes through, um, and a few a few moments in there, God says, you know, is it you who uh, leads the various animals out or who sustains the the mm-hmm. ocean? Um, is it by your understanding that the hawk soars? And he asks all, all these mm-hmm. questions, of course, to make Job feel about this big. Um, Where were and you I think, when I laid the foundation? Right, the yeah. Earth. And I think mm-hmm. that's what this song does for me. It makes me feel tiny in the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like those verses it. kind of kind of put you down. They do. <laughs> but not they do. but not in like a, you know, like mm-hmm. a shame or anything. Right. But like they put you down properly to where when the chorus comes, it, it You're really, looking it at is, the right thing. Yes, you are looking <laughs> at the right thing. Your focus is where it needs to be. And in the right way too. Man, that's a good way of summing that up. Okay. Well let's talk about uh the verses now. Let's so verse one, we 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 saw in the history, you know, they used Isaiah 40, um, verses 12 through 14. 
Let's read that. I have it if you want. Yeah, you want to read that? Isaiah 40, 12 through 14, I think is what. Yeah, let's go with that. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span and closed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Wow, even if we just left it right there. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who has measured the spirit of the Lord or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult and who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Mm-hmm. And there you mm-hmm. go. Who has held the oceans in his hand? Who has numbered every grain of sand? Another thing I love about, well, just the first two verses, we've talked about this before. The fact that it, obviously it's using, using passages of scripture, but it's using them in a question form. Uh, kind of like a catechism, like we're question response question yeah. response, mm-hmm. and it and all and even if it's not response question of meditate on that, mm-hmm. think about the one who is our creator, who literally holds the ocean in his hands, mm. knows the number of every grain of sand, the numbers on the hairs of our head, as Jesus says in his um, stories in the New Testament. I mean, ways of mountains, <laughs> hung hung the galaxies, hung the stars, knows them by name. Goodness, um, unfathomable. Um, going on in verse 2, kings and nations tremble at his voice. That makes me go to Psalm 2. I'm going to read that to remind our listeners. Psalm 2, um, yeah, let me just get context. Psalm 2, starting in verse 2. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. Kings Mm -hmm. and nations tremble. uh, I think also in Isaiah 40, it says the nations are of nothing to the Lord, or but or but nothing. In fifteen, to the Lord. it says, "Behold, yeah. the nations are like a drop from a bucket." A drop in the bucket. Yeah. All right, <laughs> yes. and accounted as as dust. As dust. Yes. As nothing, basically. Yeah. And then all creation rises to rejoice. Man, how many psalms talk about that? Yeah, um, calling the, creation to rejoice. That's and, true, and that makes me think about Romans eight, how it talks about how uh, creation is groaning. Mm. Uh, like a, a a woman in in childbirth, expressing mm-hmm. the that we're waiting for redemption, um, but all creation rises to rejoice at at the coming of our King. Yeah. Behold, our God. So, mm-hmm. love that. Any thoughts? On, further thoughts on verse one? Let's go on to two because they kind of connect. If you're okay with that. So we've talked about creation, right? And we've also talked about um, how the Lord is King of Kings. He is um, <laughs> over all kings, over all principalities and authorities, so far superior to them. He gives them their authority. And now we get to one that counsel, talking about the counsel of the Lord, the knowledge of God, who has given counsel to the Lord, who can question his words. Um, let's talk about some verses that you see in that. Well, that definitely reflects Isaiah 40 <clears throat> a whole lot, um, those words counsel and who can question um, but also, um, again, go into Romans, Romans eleven thirty four, mm-hmm. for who has known the mind of the Lord and who has been his counselor. Yes. Um, you know, 
I like what Rachel said earlier about it. It just humbles us and put us puts us into a a good perspective. Um, this song really is uh, uh, the whole of the song is a call to worship. Yeah, and um, it it's it's wonderful. I think to be I haven't used it, but I think that it's wonderful to be used uh, at the very beginning of a um, a worship service because it gets us into the right frame of mind. Yes. And a right appropriation of, yeah, right frame of mind, how to respond to God, mm -hmm. who can question any of his words. Yeah. Um, I think that's, you know, in some ways that can sound like a really intimidating thing, but like you mentioned earlier, Rachel, it kind of has an echo of Job, mm -hmm. how Job, you know, he made all his, uh, his, his laments and then it turned to groaning and complaining and then God said, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth and keep, keeps going? Eventually, Job says, okay, I'm not going to show <laughs> yeah. anything anymore. Mm -hmm. um, like, there's, I think it's referring to that, oh, not yeah. trying to understand the vastness, the greatness of God, rather than what some people might say is like, oh, so I can't come to the Lord with my questions mm -hmm. or uh, doubts or concerns about life. And that's not that's not at all what I think this is trying to convey. It's more about just trying to wrap your mind around God and his ways. So um, make sure mm. thinking about it that way. <clears throat> who can teach the one who knows all things? Omniscience. That omniscience line stops me every time. Really? It's, mm -hmm. um, of course, verse three is, is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, but that line right there, who can teach the one who knows all things that, that just shuts me up. Like yep. <laughs> that's all I needed. Yep. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Going back to Job again, um, Job 36.22 says, God is exalted in his power, who is a teacher like him. And um, wrapping that up with what you were saying uh, just two verses later, uh, what you were saying a minute ago, Nathan, uh, it says in, in Job 36.24, remember to extol his work, mm -hmm. which, which people have praised in song. So it it, That's it remember to praise him. You're not you're not being told all of this so that you can be you know thrown down on the ground. Although sometimes our humility and our realization of the greatness of God might bring us to our knees, um, but we're being told all of this to remember to extol his work and That's sing good. his songs of praise. I love that. <clears throat> I've jumped to where you're at now, and then mm -hmm. and after that, twenty five, all mankind has yeah. looked on it. Man beholds it's, it's it from gone. afar. Mm -hmm. Behold, God is great, and we know him not. The number of his years is in is unsearchable. Mm -hmm. Man. Who can fathom all his wondrous deeds? That reminds me of, um, not necessarily another scripture verse, but it reminds me of um, the Boswell Papa, Psalm 150, to know his wondrous works, yeah. to tell his mighty deeds, to join the Last praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, the praise the Lord talking about why has he created us and saved us to know his wondrous works. And that just makes me think of that. But who can fathom all his wondrous deeds? Also kind of reminds me about at the end of the Gospel of John, where John says something to the effect of, and you guys can correct me if I'm just messing this up, but many, many miracles and events were recorded, but... Were I to record all of them, I'm all I, of them, yeah. um, not enough books could be written or something right. like that. That's what John says at the end of his gospel. Um, who can fathom all his wondrous deeds? 
Yeah, and I, I hate <clears> that we I will like I, I we're going back to Job early uh, over and over. We're going back <laughs> to Job. Sorry, um, but Job says that um, I think it's chapter nine where he says something about his his marvelous deeds are innumerable. Mm -hmm. um, same sort of uh, thing. Yeah. <clears throat> that verse, Nathan, was uh, John twenty one twenty five, and it says, Now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that could be written. Mm -hmm. Isn't that awesome? What a way to end the gospel. That's verse 2. Now let's move on. We've kind of hinted to verse 3. Let's talk about verse 3. Well, verse 3 for me, and I, I mean, obviously, it's a turn. Mm -hmm. It it. it, mm -hmm. it it goes from celebrating the greatness of God to showing also that he condescended. Um, he, he felt the nails upon his hands. He um, bared all the guilt, not just the shame, but the guilt. Mm. Um, and he was humbled, but then he was lifted up. Um, you know, right. it, 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 it puts it into where now God is a personal God that mm -hmm. loves us to the point that he comes and meets us to mm -hmm. bring us to where he is. Yes, so good. God eternal, you contrast mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. humbled right. to the grave. Choosing to be to, humbled. To the finite, infinite yeah. now to the finite. Yeah. That first Without line losing makes his you, infinity. <laughs> that first line makes you stop and think about the pain that was felt, who has felt the nails upon his hands. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I guess Thomas did. Oh, yes. <laughs> I always well. think that when that question <laughs> well, those, he came up and Yeah. But I mean, in this case, it's saying nails. <laughs> All of a sudden, I realize what you're, you're talking about, how he was told the words. Yeah. Put your hands here where my scars Post resurrection. Are. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Not literally. I was like, uh, I was like he wasn't nailed, <laughs> was he? He's just standing there. Anyway, I was trying Hi, to say Jesus. something, but I guess I Sorry, won't. Sorry, never mind. Rachel, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I was just saying that it... Now I feel bad. <laughs> I was just saying that now it, it just makes you think about the pain that was endured. Yeah, um, yeah. On somebody who was perfect and that that didn't deserve that. I don't know. It just makes you stop and think. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a con contemplative phrase. Like we've had all these questions, questions about the greatness, the unsearchableness of God, and now, now we're thinking on it on know? in a personable, <laughs> tangible way. Who has felt? Who have you have you understood the the seriousness, the weight of what this what, scene is? Yeah, and what Christ. he's done for you, and right. the love that he has for you, right. Bearing all the guilt of sinful man. And like all good yeah. contemporary yeah. hymns, um, I don't know if this counts. I don't know. Um, but it ends with the resurrection, yeah. uh, which I love. <laughs> I always and, look for that. It, it didn't originally. That was something that that article talked right. about and, and how they were tasked with. The person said, okay, you need to – you've talked about God. Uh, in, in fact, it was their dad. You need to make the next verse be about Jesus. And then someone else told them, and you need to – make it about his cro the cross, and you need to make it about the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And they struggled to pack all of that into four right. lines, but they did. And I think that's what makes this verse so so powerful because mm -hmm. they did labor over it right. and try to put all of these themes into it. And and it does. It, it does a great job, like you said, Rachel, pointing us to uh, the resurrection and the hope that we have. Yeah. Their original... First or third verse was uh was this. The first line stays the same. Who has mm -hmm. felt the nails upon his hands? Question mark. And then it's kind of an unfinished phrase. Who has dwelt with God? I think blank, it was the Son of Man. Son of Man. Yeah, I think I read that somewhere else. Hum or 
Jesus lowly giving up his place, or humble lowly giving up his place, God eternal, his throne to left his throne to save. So, so it's different. talking about how he condescended, but mm-hmm. it doesn't talk about how he um, then was resurrected exalted. and exalted yeah. afterwards. Yes. Should I go ahead and mention Philippians two? Let's do it. Who being in there's very our, nature, there's God our tally for Josh. did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but mm-hmm. made himself nothing of no reputation. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Therefore. God exalted him. I didn't use all the scriptures there, but I've got the good high points. (laughs) Cool. Anything else on the verses? That that verse was all gospel, all Mm -hmm. Christ-centered right there. That's what we love about that song. Let's go back to the, you want to go to the chorus or the bridge tag? I have a few scriptures for the chorus. Okay. Um, Chorus it is. It was on their website too, the Sovereign Grace uh, website. If you scroll down on these lyrics, you can find um, some scripture references that they um, use as inspiration. Isaiah twenty five nine. It will be said on that day, "Behold, this is our God. We have waited for Him that mm-hmm. He might save us. This mm-hmm. is the Lord. We have waited for Him. Let us be glad and rejoice in His salvation." Isaiah thirty five four. Say to those who have an anxious heart, "Be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, He will come and save you." Mm. I couldn't find in the ESV translation anywhere in the Bible, specifically the Psalms that use the word adore or adoration. I, 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 then I tried King James, and I maybe I didn't look hard enough, but I didn't see it in King James either. So, you know, when I hear, come let us adore him, I think of the Christmas song, you know, yes. oh, come oh, all you faithful. I did too. So that's just kind of like the, a, an interesting phrase that, you know, that changes my predilection of that phrase and it's it makes it more literal for what it is come let us adore him and all yeah. the song like psalm 95 talks about oh come let us sing for joy to the rock of our salvation let us rejoice let us bow down and kneel talking about all those things in psalm 95 yeah 95. those are all um let's know before illustrations and postures of adoration of worship of praise mm-hmm. um, that's what's trying to hit well and then just the the first phrase, behold our God seated on his throne. Oh, yeah. How can you not, you know, it's not that worship is something that we, we try to lose ourselves mindlessly in, you know. It can be tempting to kind of feel that way. But this is a good kind of getting our eyes off of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Behold, our God seated on his throne. And our minds are fully engaged in that, yes. fixed on the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it reaffirms the fact that he is the ruling sovereign Our king. king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing can compare. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us the, adore him. The um, you will reign. Oh, that's the bridge. That's I'm the sorry, bridge. I'm too, too fast. Are we done maybe with the chorus? Maybe we need more things to say for the chorus. I don't know. Are we ready for the bridge? I think, I mean, it's straightforward. Behold our God. He's seated on the throne. He's king. He's sovereign. Yeah. Boom. Let's go to that bridge. The bridge. You will reign forever. Let your glory fill the earth. Um, Psalm 72, 19. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And then I love this in Revelation 11, uh, how this ties back to, to that line as mm. well. 
Um, then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become, become. the kingdom mm. of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall, shall reign forever and ever. Now, what does that, think, yeah, that, that, was that make you think of? Yeah. And he yeah. shall yeah. reign forever. Isaiah again, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> George Friedrich but, Handel. But I want to say, too, tying this bridge back into verse 3, um, I think that getting to the place you will reign forever, let your glory fill the earth, and thinking about these end times things yeah. um, is something that is built up to from verse 3 where it says, you know, he he came. Risen to reign. But now he's risen now to mm-hmm. reign. That's a good He thought. came as a humble uh, person, and he did everything that was needed to now get to this place where you will reign forever, let your glory fill the earth. God is pleased to sit him on his throne, mm-hmm. give him the nations as a heritage. I love the the women's response, let your glory fill the earth. You read the psalm earlier. It also reminds me of Habakkuk uh, 2, verse 14. It simply says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I think that's, like you said, eschatological, very much so. Um, yeah, that's just a, it's such a cool phrase. As, as the waters of the sea, mm-hmm. his glory will fill the earth. Um, Isaiah 6, um, mm-hmm. holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Is filled? Will one day be filled? I don't know. Kind is of both being maybe. Filled. Is being filled? <laughs> All, All of the above. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> you will reign forever. Let your glory it's such a it's cool call and response. Yeah, you touched on this, too, at the beginning, that this is in some ways a question-answer type of song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that we've got a few modern hymns and modern songs even, um, not some that aren't really classified as hymns, but that are asking questions where yeah. you're able to— because the Psalms are full of that. And obviously, you know, we've talked about Job— um, but the Psalms are full of that, of us asking questions about our God to ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we've had a lot of those, you know, like the... Um, and sometimes they don't necessarily have an answer. No. Other than... Well, this one answers. Like, right. Yeah. Behold our God. But, but, but And um, that's what the Psalms do is right. praise back to God, looking to God, or or like in Lamentations, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Yeah. Remembering God. But it may not necessarily say, like, you know, those things. It may just no. be a question like you're saying. Like in Christ, our hope in life and death, it, it actually answers yeah, the question, question every answer. time. Rather than and question in, meditation. In, do you, you know? feel the world is broken? Mm-hmm. We, do. we do. It <laughs> answers the question every time. This one doesn't so—it mm-hmm. it does, but it doesn't so, um, I don't know, so directly. Yeah. It answers it with the chorus. We need to do Is He Worthy some point. Yes. Yeah, we do. We got to do that one. Any other things about the music? Um, other thoughts on the chorus versus bridge at the end? You know, at Josh, at our little um, GCBA thing we just did, this was a song that our two oh, other yeah. brothers said were like, what's your favorite song to lead congregationally? And they Rich, both were like, Rich Behold God that, yeah. and Josh. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh Harrison said that too. Yeah. So then I was like really scrambling because it was one of mine too. And 
Mm-hmm. You didn't want to be like that. I said, I said, hark the herald angels sing. I'm like, you did. That's kind of a, oh, no, more I think about it, that's kind of a weird one to say. I do still it's love that. Because you were doing that that Sunday, though. I was yeah. doing, yeah, I we love did that it. You in did August. that in August. Yes. <laughs> we did it. We did O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Did anybody ask you about that? I'm sorry. Yeah. You can cut this out. No, this okay. is great. We did O Come, O Come, Emmanuel back in like May or June as well. Interesting. Because it happened to fit so well. Um, we were going through Jeremiah. It fits oh, so right. well with mm-hmm. with that. Oh yeah, and then Hark the, the Herald. Responses? Yeah, it, this was like the last question. It was kind of just like throw it out. The more I think about it, I really should have said he will hold me fast because I love oh, singing. My he goodness. will hold, my, hold me. Yes. I you that. said yet not I, which I, I also did. love singing that one. Yeah, um, but he will hold me fast is such a good song to sing. Mine is Oh Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. That is I an love excellent singing song that as well. one. <laughs> so I would have said that more if I put more thought to it, but. Why we, the responses, they were like, why did you pick that? It, it was just kind of more like, oh, well, first I was just kind of like being facetious. Like, <laughs> well, he didn't we give could, us a chance to explain. He didn't. Either, really. Yeah. I was kind of like, well, anyway. we can see in August. It's okay. Well, I think I said, I, oh, I have pastoral permission because I talked with Doug, like, are you okay with when this? When you sang it at church, though, how did your congregation respond? It was just it. normal. I, I did give a little bit of a segue. Like, okay. okay. If you, if you got scared or think we're in Christmas and in August, like, don't be worried. Uh, God didn't say we can we only sing this after We have been advertising the Christmas choir, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could have said that. <laughs> That's true. I could have segued that. You're right. But uh, no, it, fit, it fits so good because we we're now we're in Hebrews. So that week was mm-hmm. Hebrews 1, like the last part, talking about Jesus' superiority over yes. the angels. Yeah, that does fit. So that's kind of why I was like, you know what? It's a praise song. It's one of the best Christological we're, we're talking about different hymns. <laughs> we we're supposed to talk about That's the older okay. God. That's okay. We <laughs> can cut it out. Are we, are we done? With we that? Are done. I okay. think we're done. Um, man, if listeners, if you don't know this song, you should. And um, if your worship leader's not doing it in church, you should kindly encourage them to do it because it will, I think it's a song that will um, boost congregational participation and praise to God in such a good, tangible way. So, behold our God. Very good song. We recommend it wholeheartedly. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sing the Word. If you're enjoying the content of this podcast, please subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast platform. Feel free to leave us a good rating too. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and other platforms as well. If you've got songs, questions, or discussions you'd like for us to explore in future episodes, please email those to singtheword316 at gmail.com. Again, that's singtheword316 at gmail.com. As we continue to improve and expand our platforms for this podcast, we'll be sure to keep you posted on things to come, Lord willing. Again, thank you for listening. Grace and peace.